0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the KNL podcast. In the first episode, we were just beginning to explore how well informed and trained we are when dealing with children with special needs. We had our guest speaker, Julie, uh, come on the show and she shared her experiences with us. We discussed the development surveillance initiative and how it seems more like another developmental checklist. Uh, Today we have another guest, uh, Ms. B. Ms. B is a proud mother and a registered uh, R.E.C.E. She has two beautiful little girls. Thank you for joining us today, Ms. B. We are excited to hear the perspective of a hardworking mother on this show today. Hi, Ms. B. Hello. Hi, Ms. Kaina. Thank you so
1: much for inviting
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. So, Miss B, I wanted to ask you. I spoke with this um I spoke about this with Julie as well. I found um this on the Government of Canada website, the Developmental Surveillance Initiative. So I'll read it out to you and let me know your thoughts. The tool is designed to help parents identify concern for their children's development in a range of developmental domains. For example, like expressive and receptive language, gross and fine motor skills, um, uh, learning and understanding, behavioral and emotional regulations, something like that. And it's not an earl, um, the early, it's not a diagnostic tool. It's just a, tech, a checklist. So you you cannot diagnose anything with this. This tool is provided online and looks like learning modules. Now, my question to you, Miss B, is that do you think as a parent you could benefit from their, this tool considering there are other developmental checklists like uh, the NDDS, the NPSing, uh District Developmental Screen? Uh, what do, you, do you think parents need another tool or do we need ac- serious action taken like for long wait lists, uh, longer periods between appointments? What, do you, what are your thoughts on that?
1: parent And also, an educator in the field, mm-hmm. I would say it's good to have an extra tool for thinking about those diverse parents mm-hmm. in this diverse community. Yeah. That some parents might not have the skills to analyze the uh, tool exactly. Okay. That might be overwhelming for them. Okay. And instead of giving them more and more tools, I wonder who would suggest them to go online and check their own kids'.
0: Mm-hmm. Development.
1: If they have any concerns or issues, or if they are suspecting their child an mm-hmm. autistic child, and it will be, I would say, a very uh, not helpful step or suggestion for a parent to go online and check mm-hmm. for his or her own child. But for the educators, it's good for edu- educator and other training purposes. Mm-hmm. But for parents.
0: Providing
1: online tool is not enough. They don't need that. Give okay. them some practical steps. Okay, practical so people who can explain to them what is
0: going on with their child and what will happen. Okay, so a more logical and practical explanation is what you need about your child. That's fair enough. That's yes, good. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, From a parent's perspective, do you think that educators are trained properly in the field? Do you know if anybody received any training when they first got their job at a child care center?
1: Oh, after doing an ECE, I don't find much or uh, specific training about special needs, it's general. It's more in general working for with children, mm-hmm. but for working with special needs, there has to be more uh, training, mm-hmm. more um, workshops, more qualification or more courses should be offered to work with special needs because when I experience or encounter children with a special need in kindergarten classrooms, it's mm-hmm. a lot more than we studied or we learned about special needs
0: exactly i totally agree yeah. with you and our guest speaker julie had to say the same thing as well that when we entered the field we think we know but when we experience it it's so overwhelming because we were not she mentioned and i agree we only had one course on special need which was the inclusion course and that's all it's I I think it does it just doesn't set well with me that for four years in our educational life we have only focused on special needs in one course so I definitely think not only the government but schools colleges or university needs to do something about that all right thank you so much Fahir and Recently, um, on the news, Doug Ford is bringing a lot of change into the province. Um, According to the Canadian press, families will only receive 140,000 per child for his life, his or her lifetime. So that's 140,000 forever. But this number could decrease depending on the um, child's age. So if a child is 7, they could receive $55,000 and intensive autism therapy costs around from 50 to 70,000. Now, that's according to the Ontario Autism Coalition. What are your thoughts on that? Is this enough? Why doesn't the government prioritize such topics? How does like the society react like I'm looking on the news um, tailgating is getting uh, legalized and beer is much more cheaper and these costs it cuts on education towards children with autism towards OSAP what are your thoughts on that because this one man is going to change the educational life of many students do you think ch- children with autism d- receive hundred uh, should deserve a hundred and forty thousand for their entire life?
1: Of course not. Yeah. For all their lump sum, for all their disability, mm-hmm. for their life, and the lump sum of this amount, which is not, which is not enough even for housing mm-hmm. for few months. Yeah, housing. And uh, think about those parents who are bound with their children with special needs. That, uh, I can say, ruins whole family life. Not only one child, but other children, other siblings, and the family parents also suffer a lot. I have a son with special health issues, Mm -hmm. and I feel that that makes or that affects all my family. Mm-hmm. Even my girls, yeah. that effect that keep that makes us upside down.
0: Yeah,
1: and, and uh, no, giving parents a lump sum amount of this much, it's not enough. It's not fair. It's very unjust
0: mm-hmm. and
1: very cruel decision from the government. So they need to make policies more about giving relief to parents with special needs or with
0: more children, or even they need to increase child expenses. So So if uh, you were to make this change, instead of that $140,000, what would you propose, like what would your idea be towards helping children with autism?
1: Okay, I would not propose lump sum amount at once, Mm -hmm. I would give, or I would ask the government mm-hmm. if i were there also i would do the same make policies and give provide on government support as needed and mm-hmm. how much they need not only for the child but also for parent also okay and help them or provide them some work uh, positions that they can um like do their continue their works also mm-hmm. and also support their families yeah. and uh, provide them ongoing monthly
0: monthly income. Okay, monthly income. so it's more like if they should be able to cover the cost per session. That's yes. what more you're yes, proposing. Okay, yeah. all right. That's that's pretty fair enough. I mean, I just. I don't agree, like, with people with middle-class families, this is huge issues. And then even the poor working families, with people with money, they could, yeah, empathize or sympathize, but they won't understand the process we have to go through in order to just have a roof over our head and healthy life overall, basically. Thank you so much, Fahir, for joining me today. I really do uh, appreciate hearing and learning from a parent's perspective, and it really helps me understand what a parent thinks and what an educator thinks. Uh, Thank you so much for joining our show, and we hope to have you back some other time. You're welcome. Thank you so much
1: for inviting. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you.